Well, listeners, in case you didn't get enough sports today, here's an ad break that'll tell you how to watch even more sports. YouTube is the new home of NFL Sunday Ticket. And if you sign up now, you'll get the lowest full season price of the year. Just go to youtube.com slash Spotify offer to get $100 off NFL Sunday Ticket. Watch your favorite teams out of market Sunday afternoon games exclusively on YouTube and YouTube TV. All right, enough about sports. Go get more sports. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends June 6th. No refunds. But I'm going to tell you this, we ain't done yet. Howdy and welcome back to the Ineligible Podcast. I am Will Stone. He is Chase Caldwell. We got your week one review and week two preview all in one episode. Uh, maybe due some to, due to some uh, technical difficulties that we had last night when trying to do the review show. So um, yeah, we're just gonna do a, a, a two for one special. Yeah, um, uh, it, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We um, we had a great episode for you, probably longer than this one will be um, last night, and it decided not to record. So um, we had a lick. Well, it recorded half of yeah, us. Yeah, it recorded me, and I'm not yeah. really the one people like to listen to. So, <laughs> dude, <laughs> uh, we uh, we we rage quit last night, and um, it was this, late. Uh, so. Yeah, it was like eleven o'clock at night, and um, I think both of us, if we would have tried to record last night, it would have been a terrible episode. So. Um, we're both energized. Oh, yeah. We've been it's sitting here pissed. Basically, the weekend for us here. Um, we're going to get this one in right before the Cowboys game starts, so that Will can watch his boys, and um, yep. I can mow my lawn, and then that way we can get up bright and early, loud and squirrely tomorrow morning, and uh, fly to Denver. Uh, hopefully, we can get this. Yep. Both of us getting up super yeah. early and getting on, uh, getting on our. Hopefully, flights, we so. can get this posted early enough for me to download <clears throat> it and uh, listen to us talk all the way uh, to Denver oh, yeah, plane while for I sure. sleep so I can lull myself to sleep. This is the best way to go. Uh, <laughs> so let's get into it. Uh, we're going to start with the review. Um, really a, a kind of bizarre, uh, maybe, maybe bizarre is not the right word, um, way to start week one. Um, it was a really, 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 um, I, I don't know. There was a lot of games that shouldn't have been games. I don't think um, a lot of teams. I feel like for that, some teams, you might say it was uh, anxiety-inducing. <laughs> yeah, there was some nerves in Norman. You know, uh, nerves in yeah, Norman. Right. I'm glad you remember that from, from yesterday <laughs> because that was that was a pretty good line. <laughs> um, there's a few of those that are up here in the noggin, but um, that that uh, there's some games that that like I said shouldn't have been games. Um, Oklahoma Tulane came down the wire. LSU lost to UCLA, spoiler alert. Um, Notre Dame, Florida State came down to a game-winning field goal. Uh, Mac Mac Brown got his teeth kicked in. Um, There was Georgia Clemson had a defensive square off. Um, No offensive points scored, just special teams and uh, defense in the entire game, which was kind of crazy. There was a little bit of – I don't know. I don't. It depends on how you spin it. Either a terrible game, terrible showing by Mississippi State, or a wonderful comeback. However, you want to want to say that one. Um, 
a lot of the teams that that both you and I were high on uh, were maybe not as good as uh, advertised, and um, a lot of question marks. Really, biggest thing to me is I left our game mildly. Um, I'd say concerned. I wasn't really concerned. It wasn't. We weren't as as dominant, maybe as I would have liked to be. Um, but whenever you look across the national landscape, we we had one of the best wins of the weekend, which is kind of crazy to me. Um, so so that yeah. gives you a little bit of hope, maybe. And we'll get more into A and M at the tail end of the episode. Um, but but yeah. So so what games, if any, do you do you want to touch on out of all of those? Man, I think I think for me, I've got to start with LSU and UCLA. Um, it was it was on at the same time as ours, so like I think it started just just a little bit after. But um, I had it pulled up on my phone as we were leaving the game, and you and me watched that one finish on the bus. And um, we, I don't think that we that we called the way it played out, but I think we talked about some of the concerns that that held true with LSU and. Um, their offensive line is 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 not very good. Uh, did, did not improve from last year. It may even be worse than it was last year. And I think I was under the impression that their defense was going to improve quite a bit, um, but they still have uh, some pretty big issues on that side of the ball as well. So um, still not a very good tackling team. Um, still can't really run the ball. Uh, it's, it says something when a team from the Pac-12, with, with all due respect, uh, is more physical than you are on both lines of, uh, of scrimmage. Yeah. So um, I thought that was uh, a wake-up call for LSU. Uh, they're already calling for for Edo. They're calling him to you know be fired at the end of the season. But um, they've he he could turn it around. But man, it is a rough stretch of games, and I don't know what the threshold is for them to let him go uh, two years removed from winning a, a national title. But um, it does not get any easier uh, the, the rest of the schedule. Yeah. I, I really um, love that you referred to your Kia Sorento as the bus. Um, <laughs> you said we will, we watched it together on the bus. Um, no, on the, on the, on the Aggie spirit bus. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's where we watched it. You're right. Okay. I thought, I thought you were talking about on the car ride home. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was a good game, a, a good win by UCLA. Uh, definitely some question marks for LSU. Uh, how do they handle the loss? Um, Ed O is, is definitely probably on the hot seat at this point, which is really crazy to think about only being, you know, 18 months or so removed from putting up a national championship, Heisman Trophy winner, one of the best offenses in college football history. And now there's – nothing but question marks surrounding the program. So um, terrible. Yeah. Not, not the way you would want to start the season. If you're an LSU fan by any stretch of the imagination. Um, but I think it was equal parts. Um, the, the frustrations that LSU is dealing with and equal parts. UCLA might be a really good team this year. So um, I, I, yeah. I definitely think that um, UCLA will be a contender in the PAC 12 um, some of the teams I thought might be good, like maybe Washington, who got beaten by Montana. Um, yeah, they, they, they weren't. Uh, they didn't put on quite the showing that UCLA is. So I, I'm going to give my hats off to UCLA on that game because uh, I really do think that um, they uh, 
I, I think they were I think they're a good team. I, I I wanted to say that after they beat Hawaii, um, but I I gave myself pause because it was Hawaii after all. Um, but I think LSU is formidable as an opponent as they'll face, and and they they got the job done. So I, I do think that um, that that was definitely, in my opinion, the the best and most notable game of the weekend. Uh, it was it was big for sure, and I think I'm on the same page as you. Like I'm 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 buying this UCLA team as a uh, as as maybe the team to beat in the Pac-12 South, and maybe the whole Pac-12. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Week One so much because of the of the games that it kind of brings to your attention for the rest of the season. Um, Oregon goes to UCLA in October, so mm-hmm. um, that could be a, a top ten, top fifteen matchup, yeah. uh, and it could be you know playing for the conference. But um, it's kind of a recurring theme throughout the episode. Yeah, um, I, I think three games that I want to touch on for sure. Um, well, there's more than that, I guess, but uh, Georgia Clemson. <laughs> You know, of course, that was the hot ticket item of the weekend. Uh, probably going to be one of the the biggest games of the year. Um, Georgia pulled it off. Georgia Georgia beat Clemson. And going back to our our uh, season preview episode, I was saying, uh, what happens if Georgia beats Clemson starts riding high as the number two team, maybe number one team in the nation, going into Florida, and and then that makes that Georgia Florida game really interesting to me because I'm curious whether Florida can pull it off and um, there's some topsy-turvy in college football. So um, I, I kind of I, – I, I really thought Georgia was going to pull it off, and they did. Um, defensive battle across the board. Uh, like I said, only defense and special teams scored a, scored a point. Is, so. is it weird that after a game like that that I've got more concerns about both teams after that game? I, like, I don't think so. Like, like neither one, like, like neither one really established themselves as a, you know, like, oh, they're going to go the distance this year. You know, like, like yes, like Georgia's defense looked awesome. Uh, their offense was equally as as poor, um, and Clemson doesn't really have an offensive line, which you know, against a few teams in in the ACC, as much as we love to hate on it, um, could could present some issues. Yeah, absolutely, so. and, and I think I think it's just as it the two of them. You know, drawing conclusions from that game is just as hard to do as drawing conclusions from, say, the majority of the games this weekend. Um, like, like A&M, Kent State. Are are we going to be able to say that that was a good game? Or, or Texas U, ULL? Is that going to be? Can you glean enough from that win because one of the teams is is not a top tier team you know um and so when you have two really good teams that, that um you know duke it out it, neither one's going to come away being super impressive but if you have two mediocre teams that duke it out neither one are going to become su- super impressive so it's hard to necessarily draw a conclusion from the game um so i don't think it's weird at all uh because you may be you may be on the right wavelength maybe maybe neither one of them are as elite as we thought they would be coming into the the season maybe both of them are extremely extremely elite and were super well matched up so um yeah i think we'll learn more as in in the next few weeks but um definitely i've 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 got a thought i've got a thought that i'm building too but i'm going to save it for our our new segment that we're going to have segment alert 
Um, okay, well, so so the next couple, first first one's UNC and, and Virginia Tech. Um, okay. Yeah, that, uh, <laughs> that, that didn't go like we thought it would. Um, uh, Do you want me to hit the sound? Sure. We're jumping the gun a bit, but uh, we're going to pour one out for the lock of the week. Um, we didn't even make it to Saturday with our lock of the week for the very first week. Uh, we lost, we locked up UNC. They were one that I really thought was, that was the one I was probably, I was literally most confident in going into the weekend, which is why we locked it up and we were wrong. So, um, there goes. And we, and we both picked it. Like we, like of, of all the games, like, we, like both of us were so set that, that UNC was going to go in there and, and blow them out and, Boy, were we wrong. We were way <laughs> wrong. So, um, yeah, what a what a strange strange way for us to start the the weekend. But um, I I wasn't even gonna watch that game. Honestly, I was I was driving to your house. Um, didn't really plan on watching it. I was watching random obscure YouTube videos. Um, and then I called yeah. you. You said that <laughs> Virginia Tech was winning. So I was like, ooh, I better watch that game then. And so I watched it the rest yeah. of the way, but um, yeah, uh, really good showing by Virginia Tech. Um, they they uh, absolutely they, they really put on a show, and and maybe they're a better team than I thought they would be. And um, we talked about this probably more in depth in the the uh, episode that will never be aired because it never got recorded. But um, <laughs> but you know Virginia Tech has put together a, a few pretty good recruiting classes and. Um, Maybe maybe they'll be a pretty good team, but uh, or maybe UNC just was terrible and they're going to have a bad year. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah, you know, I, I can't remember if I if I went this far in our ACC preview, but uh, I think UNC was a team I was watching that uh, like, like they brought back so much from last year. I mean, at least as as far as quarterback and as far as in the trenches and on defense, um, they, they lost a couple skill guys, but I thought they could be a a dark horse like title contender or like, or like make the playoff kind of thing. You know, if they, if they had a decent record and beat Clemson in the, in the, in the ACC title game, maybe they could, could get in, but um, that is not going to be the case. Uh, Sam Howell had a, a pretty poor showing um, that Virginia tech defense had him all kinds of confused um, and props to Virginia tech. They balled out. They had a terrific atmosphere. Uh, inner Sandman was blaring. That place was, was rocking. It was sold out. And, um, uh, their defense played great. Braxton Burmeister, the quarterback, he played very well. So, um, props to them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and just kind of going off of or, or hinging off of that on the dark horse candidate for the ACC, we'll uh, we'll mention uh, Florida State. Florida State uh, put on a showing against Notre Dame, brought them down to the wire, game winning field goal. Um, more of a game than I thought it would be. Um, and, and I think that, um, it made me mad because, uh, I, I, I said this not even like meaning to make the association, but I was like, I swear Notre Dame has the look of the Irish, uh, cause they always just get away with <laughs> stuff like that. And then for whatever reason, everybody just forgets about it. You know, nobody, whenever they're talking about should Notre Dame be in the top four, at the end of this year, because I'm sure that will be a conversation. It always is. Um, nobody's going to remember this game. And this game 
there it was theirs to lose and they almost lost it and um i i was i was angry to see it happen the way that it happened but um it is what it is you know you know if i if i hadn't locked up north carolina i probably would have locked up notre dame like i felt very good about 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 notre dame's chances to to cover to, to, to cover the the I think it was nine and a half points in uh, in Tallahassee, mm-hmm. but um, props to Florida State. Um, they've been kind of a, a tire fire since Jimbo left. Um, not really Jimbo's fault. Kind of some uh, some things where they couldn't get out of their own way. But yeah. uh, this is Mike Norvell's second year. Um, I think he's he's recruiting exceptionally well in the in the current high school class. But um, it's it's got to feel good for Florida State fans to see that product on the field already, or I guess to see an improved product on the field. Um, and you have, you know, help us on the way <laughs> in the recruiting, the, the, the coming uh, recruiting classes. But um, it was good to see. And uh, we've, we've got to give a shout out to Mackenzie Milton, um, former UCF quarterback who just transferred to Florida state this off season, um, almost lost his leg in a, a horrific injury a few years ago. And they weren't sure he would ever, you know, play again, but uh, he, he got in at the end of the game and uh, let him down on a scoring drive. So um, I think that's it's 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 the early the early uh, front runner for for comeback player of the year and, and for story of the year in, in college football. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, uh, past that J- Oklahoma Tulane, that was um, one that that uh, whew, man Oklahoma had some. It nerves. was close. Um, it was. It, it was tight. Yeah, they they uh, they escaped, but it, it was tight. So um, yeah, uh, but yeah, past that, I, I I I mean, there was there's several really good games that we won't just dig into all of them, but um, good games, some that shouldn't have been games. Ohio State versus Minnesota. You would have thought that Ohio State would have blown them out. They didn't. There was a lot of nerves in that game for for Ohio State fans. Um, so definitely a lot of questions to glean from from this weekend that that I think we can take going into this this coming week. Uh, a lot a lot of things yeah. to watch. So, uh, well, I, I say, Will, let's uh, let's get into our new segment alert. New segment alert. New segment right. alert. You know what that means, except you don't know what that means because it's a new segment. It is time for buy, sell, hold. Um, Buy, sell, In case hold. you didn't know, that's the opening bill or closing bill, whichever, um, for the New York Stock Exchange. Um, Chase is big on stocks. He's a big stocks I'm guy. I'm a big stocks guy. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so we're going to look at these teams as if they're stocks, and we're going to tell you uh, what our financial advice is on who you should buy, sell, or hold. Um, and so so going from there, let's, uh, let's start with you, Will. Give me your buys. Man. My first buy of the week, of the season, of the existence of our podcast is going to be the University of Texas, San Antonio. <laughs> um, it's it's the one thing that I that I got I got correct on our our first our first preview episode last week. Uh, your your very own UTSA Roadrunners uh, went up to Illinois and beat the Fighting Illini and Brett Belima and I'm I'm just so proud You'd of them. Love to see it. <laughs> I, love I to think. See it. <laughs> You do love to see it. Um, that's that's one fellow Texas team I don't mind rooting for. Um, uh, they have a great coach, uh, former head coach at Gilmer High School and Jeff Trailer. Uh, just kind of a, f- a fun team to watch. So um, 
Uh, I know we we aren't big fans of the of the CUSA of the Conference USA that they're in, but uh, they may they may win it this they year. They are the uh, University of Texas, San Antonio. Yeah, at San Antonio. Uh, <laughs> but um, I'm I'm buying them, and I'm buying. Uh, I've got two more teams on my on my list of buys, but um, I'm buying Kentucky. Um, we we talked about them preseason, and we we really do like them, and they play real, a really physical brand of football. Uh, they're well coached, but they haven't had a quarterback. Um, in Mark Stoops' entire tenure. Well, they have a quarterback now. That dude was taking deep shots and completing long passes, and he looked terrific the other night. So um, it was a bad team. It was Louisiana Monroe, but they they play Mizzou this week, who will come up later in this episode. But that is a um, a big game to watch, and I'm, I'm buying Kentucky. Yeah. Uh, and my, la- my last one is North Carolina State. Um I watched them. I was supposed to be watching Boise State and UCF, but it um, it got delayed due to hurricane or like lightning or something. So I uh, flipped it over to NC State, and they demolished uh, the University of South Florida, um, who isn't a great team, but they looked impressive while doing it. They have a really, really good offensive line, a very good quarterback, Devin Leary, uh, and some good skill guys. They have uh, a receiver who's a bit of a draft prospect, uh, Emeka Emezi. And two really good running backs, so uh, I, I like them a lot. I'm, I'm definitely buying them, and I think in week four they they host Clemson. So uh, definitely keep your eye on that one. I think I think NC State could be in the top twenty five sooner rather than later. Well, um, I, I look forward to seeing. Chase, Chase who you buying? Uh, I am. I've got I got four. Um, so I'm going to start with. Uh, what what I like to specialize in, and what I call my big bold borings, um, generally in in the <laughs> my day to day life, this would be your Procter and Gamble, Johnson Johnson, Coca Cola, yada yada. Um, Hayden Garland likes to call me Grandpa because of my my stock picks, but um, I'm going to go with Bama on my big bold boring. Um, they're as good as advertised. They looked very very dominant. Um, they're they're okay. they did as as good as I thought they would do. Okay. And um, they just, they look as formidable as I, I expected. Um, I think in the weekend, they were the the main team that came out and took care of business, handled their business exactly as we expected them to do. And they're probably the only team I can say that did that. Um, so Yeah, and, and Bryce Young was scary good already as a, as a redshirt freshman. That's a bad boy. It's a bad boy. Uh, yeah, and that, that's the thing. You know, that, that's that's why I wanted to mention it. Um, I'm not going to go too much into it because everybody knows Bama's good. But, you know, that would be my big, bold, boring buy. Um, they just look as good as they, they should look. So um, my second buy is is one that is more of a, um, a dividend payer, one that, that I think is still kind of a boring buy maybe, but um, that's Florida. I thought Florida looked really good. Um, they had they had probably just just a very similar game to Texas A and M. They they there was some question marks maybe early on in the game. Um, then they handled business and got out of there. But I do think that they put together a pretty good game, and I, I'm still pretty high on them. So I'm going to buy some more of them. Um, next one's more of a growth stock. That'd be UCLA. Uh, I, I, I said, alluded to this earlier, um, that I think that 
UCLA. I wanted to I wanted to say that they were really good because I was so impressed with them against Hawaii, but I held my tongue because it was Hawaii after all. But I think if everybody in college football right now they have one of the best resumes. Um, so so I, I've I've got to buy some of them because I, I do think that uh, there's a lot of upside potential to them. Um, and yeah, you better buy it now. Buy, get on, get in on the ground floor. That's what everybody always wants to do. So there you go. There's your buy. And then my last one, um, more of a risky buy, but I'm doing it anyways. And that's Florida State. I was very impressed Ooh. with how they they handled business against Notre Dame. Um, really thought that the game was theirs, um, and it didn't happen. But that's okay. It, they they almost had it. And, um, so, so I was impressed with them. I was impressed with, with Milton and, um, I, I just, uh, there was a lot of things that they did that, that I'm, I'm looking at them more as maybe a longer term hold in that maybe this isn't their year, but I'm buying them in the sense that I'm, I actually have a lot of confidence in what Norvell's doing over there. And, and I think that they may be a, a contender for the ACC in the next couple of years. That's a good one. I like yeah, that. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to sell. Who are you selling? Ooh, sell. Um, I'm going to go a, a little bit different direction. Uh, I don't have any specific teams, but I have some some ideas. Well, I guess I have half of a team. But uh, first and foremost, I'm, I'm going to sell Ole Miss's defense. They were getting uh, way too much love for my liking on, uh, on television whenever they were playing the other day against Louisville. But I, I'm sure they are improved. But they're not as good as maybe they looked in the first game against a team who looked kind of out of sorts in Louisville. So um, I think we see in the coming weeks Ole Miss's defense kind of revert back a little bit to what it was last year. Maybe not as extreme, you know, as extremely bad as they were. But uh, I'm 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 selling them being you know a top forty defense in in 2021. But uh, my, my my next sell and maybe uh, my my biggest point of of the of the weekend is I'm I'm selling chalk. Uh, if if you're if you're newer to sports or newer to football and you don't know how chalk relates to to, to football, um, it means the favorites. Uh, like especially in college football, it feels like the same four or five teams uh, get into the playoff every year. But um, in, in preseason, I thought the same thing. I was like, man, Oklahoma is going to dominate their conference. Clemson is going to dominate theirs, and Ohio State is going to dominate theirs, and blah blah blah. But um, I don't think that's the case anymore. I think we see a lot more 10 and two teams and a lot, a lot more of them and not just having, you know, a few teams dominate every conference. I think there's a lot more parity and that even goes for Alabama. If I'm being quite honest, um, I know that sounds crazy, but, um, on a per play basis, they weren't as dominant as maybe they looked, but, um, by and large with Oklahoma, you know, playing a close game against Tulane, Iowa State playing close against Northern Iowa, um, just around the country, and it's it's week one. This is my week one overreaction, but uh, I don't see that that dominant force, and I think we see at least one new face in the playoff this year. Well, and and so mine's not really going to differ from that. In fact, that's probably a better way for me to say it because my two cells were going to be Oklahoma and um, Ohio State both of which for similar reasons um, they, they just, they don't look as dominant as I thought they would be. And, and I like to take gains whenever I have them. I like to sell while I have gains. Um, they're, they're still high right now. There's not a reason 
um, to sell them necessarily. Uh, it's just I, the fundamentals look look uh, a little weak. So I'm going to go ahead and sell right now before it starts going back down. Um, I think both of them were not near as dominant as I expected them to be. It's a week one overreaction from my part probably, uh, but both both of them could very well have lost the games that they played to two teams that they should not have lost to and should not have even been down to the wire with. Um, so I'm selling both of those while, while people are still high on them because I, I just don't see them. I think both of them may, may very well end up a two or three loss team at the end of the season. So um, I'm out. Hell yeah, brother. Uh, all right. Who are you holding? Holding. Okay. So I'll, I'll, I'll be pretty brief. Uh, I'm going to, I'm probably going to hold most of the, of the big 12 pack, but I'll, I'll single out, I'll single out Texas and I'll single out Kansas state. Texas was impressive over the weekend, but I'm not ready to go all in on the Longhorns. So if they go up to Arkansas and, and knock them off and do it impressively, then I'll, then I'll try to, I may buy in at that mm-hmm. point, but um, up to now, uh, good first win uh, hats off to them, but I'm still going to hold on a little bit longer. Um, my other hold is Kansas state. Uh, we talked in our in our preview about about them a little bit. Um, I I love the running back Deuce Vaughn. Uh, he's absolutely electric. He's a kind of player that can can really carry a team and and will them to some wins. Uh, and they got their their fifth year senior quarterback back, Skylar Thompson, uh, and he looks back to his usual self. So um, they they kind of ran all over Stanford the other day. Uh, ended up winning twenty four seven. So um, I'm, I'm holding on them, and I'm going to hold on Mizzou. Uh, they had a bad week. Uh, it wasn't great, but I'm I'm still driving that bus. Drove it all off season, and I'm not giving up yet. Yep. So those are my holds. Well, I I uh, I've got one, and that's Arkansas. Um, y'all know I was big big on Arkansas. Put them third in the West this year. Um, they didn't have just a really impressive showing, but towards the end of the game, like I felt like they they kind of you know they finished strong. So. Um, I'm gonna hold. Uh, I'm not ready to sell them just yet. Um, I, and I'm the same. I'm the same as you. I think the winner of either Texas or Arkansas, I'm buying next week um, because yeah. I think both of them are good teams. I would hold Texas, but I wasn't as high on Texas coming into the season as as I was Arkansas. So I feel like the hold, you know, is is better for the team that I was really big on. Um, so I'm gonna hold Arkansas for now. Like I said, spoiler alert, I'll probably buy the winner of that game um, <laughs> unless it just is a terrible game. But both teams look pretty good, um, so I, I'm, I'm holding for now. Uh, and then I've got one more. It's just a, it's a FYI opinion. This is what we use whenever um, we don't quite have enough information to make a true opinion, whether it's buy, sell, or hold. Um, so I'm putting an FYI out there for Auburn. Um, they quietly – had a really good game, um, won 60 to 10. So um, you're not hearing a whole lot about them. Um, I thought they would be trash this year. Uh, and, of course, they, they beat Akron. So it's not like like they set the world on fire. But it's a FYI. There's not enough information for me to make an opinion, but they, they did have a really solid win, 60 to 10. So – um, yeah. watch out for them. Well, Maybe a buy next week or following week. You never, never can tell. Yeah. And as you know, I am, uh, I'm, I'm Twitter's college football stat guy. Uh, 
I, I, after I after I went self-proclaimed micro viral, yeah, seventeen yeah. retweets probably. Uh, yeah, uh, it did get some likes. It was getting some. It was getting some likes from a. It's if if I, if I say something good about A and M, it's going to get some likes. But, of course. Um, Auburn Auburn leads the country in yards per play right now at ten point four, just ahead of Ohio State. Wow. So um, they were definitely impressive. Uh, Akron is bad, but uh, you can't take it away from Auburn that they, you know, a team that <laughs> often seems often seems in disarray uh, and just like kind of a circus. They have their crap together and um, they they look to be a, a pretty solid team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I bet uh, that, that wraps up this portion. Uh, give us a closing bell, Will, would, would you? Oh, okay. There we are. We're, we're done. The market's closed. Yeah. Um, so market closed. So that that brings us to our um, inspirational quote of the week. Uh, this is Ooh, a yeah. quote that we're you know each week we're we're going to find something that a, a coach said that really inspired us to be better this this week and something we we're going to print off and and put next to our desk and read it every morning as we drink our coffee to just get us get us inspired to take on the day. You know, and I thought this one would be kind of hard to uh, keep up. I figured I would I would just need to draw a bunch of leech quotes. Um, I actually I expected to just do a leech quote every single week. But, um, <laughs> man, there was a, just a, a really wonderfully inspiring quote this week um, that, that I just. It may be quote of the year already. Yeah, it very well could be. Um, and, and I might just leave this. I, I might just make this my my screensaver on my computer so I can read it every day because it's just that inspiring. And it comes from a Notre Dame's own Brian Kelly. Um, after the game, he was interviewed and um, he said, he said this and, and very inspiring. Listen to these words. I'm in favor of execution. Maybe our entire team needs to be executed after tonight. We just didn't execute very well. Wow. Very well said. What a Brian. guy. Very well said. Thank what a you. guy. Thank you for that. Um, really gave me the motivation to take on the week, and, and I really appreciated that yeah. by him. Um, so, yeah. I'm sure that motivated his players. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, after, absolutely. After after a game they won, to to say that about yeah, him. Really get really gets the blood flowing, you know, if you're worried that your your, your coach might execute all of you. Um, well, it, it definitely got the memes flowing on social media yeah, no, <laughs> after, no doubt about it. after he said that. No doubt about it. Very, very inspiring. Um, I've got a comparison for this. Uh, you know, like he was, he, he did this poorly, but he was trying to to do a callback to a a, a, co- a quote that a different coach had like 40 years ago. Um, and he didn't really stick the landing. It would be like 30 years from now, uh, a coach getting interviewed after a game and being like, well, maybe if our players wouldn't would stop talking to their fat little girlfriends all day, <laughs> and, and nobody would and, and nobody would get it, <laughs> and, and social media would would crucify yeah. him, uh, kind of like they did to to what's his face Brian Kelly. Mm-hmm. But um, I thought that was funny. Um, I've got a quote of the week, if I yeah, may. Um, this comes from uh, one of our own. Uh, it comes from an Aggie, and if my internet will uh, oblige me and pull up the full thing. Uh, it's Leon O'Neill. Uh, we're going to talk about him a lot later, but uh, had a terrific post-game interview, and this is a portion of that. Um, but if you if you have time, just go listen to the whole thing. Well like, worth it's, listening. It's ten, it's ten minutes of just like passion and 
badassery and just hilarity. It was just terrific, is yeah, what it just, was. Just, hilarity. Just a lot of like great. Even if you're not an AM fan, yeah. go listen to that post game interview. It's only 10 minutes of your life and it's well worth it. Yeah. Uh, you'll thank us later. Yeah. Okay. I've got it pulled up now. And um, he, he got asked about uh, his teammates leading the way on his, on his pick six. And he says, I call number eight Medea. Eight's got a big trunk. So I followed that big trunk the whole way. Very. Shouts to all the big trunks yeah, out shout, there. Shouts to us. Um, I just, I, I just self-proclaim gave myself a big trunk, but um, yeah, eight does have a pretty big trunk. He's right about that. Uh, yep. Very inspiring. Thank He's you. Got a wagon. Thank you, Leon. I really appreciate Thank that. Thank you, Leon. I'm um, going to put that on my computer as well. Big trunk. Big trunks <laughs> only. Um, Hashtag big trunks only. Well, all right. Well, uh, I say we we take this and uh, go into our our Texas A&M portion of the show. Um, so if you're not an A&M fan, you're listening, uh, maybe you fast forward a little bit here, but uh, thank you for listening. Uh, but here's where we're going to get into our team. And, and I want to, um, I want to maybe start, maybe starting is not, not the best way to do it, but I want to start with rant of the week. Should I start with rant of the week or should I wait until after we review the game? Let's go ahead and do it. Cause uh, I think I, I want to make this point, at least uh, I, w- I want to make a point first before you do what you're about to okay. do. But uh, the, the officiating was terrible mm-hmm. in this A&M game. It was pretty bad around the country. Uh, but I thought the, I thought the crew out there at Cal Field this weekend was uh, absolutely abysmal um, in, in every way and in, in fashion that they could be. So, absolutely. Um, with that said, with that said, I'll, I'll give you the floor. Yeah. So I'll segue from that because terrible officiating PI, no calls, there was there was a couple times you know like there's several reviews for targeting um, that that some of them shouldn't shouldn't have even come close to targeting. There was one or two that I thought was really on that line, and I was mildly surprised that they didn't uh, refer to it as targeting. But there was a, there was a, a, a phantom face mask somewhere in there, and mm-hmm. yeah, uh, phantom some... face mask. There was was a. Um, didn't they a flop? Yeah, like oh yeah, that one was bad. Yeah, so ter- terrible officiating across the board uh, during our game. Uh, but I'm not going to chalk up our our problems that we had during the game to the refs uh, because we won in spite of the refs. But um, here's what I want to say. All right, I want to start off by saying hissing is the dumbest tradition that we have at Texas A&M. Um, absolutely dumb. I, I'm I'm a old school guy in a lot of ways that is a dumb tradition um i'm all for booing the refs when the refs deserve to be booed i'm not for booing players of our team or the opposing team mm. you think somebody's like faking an injury don't boo him because maybe he just tore his acl and he's out for the rest of maybe that's the last injury he's a senior and won't ever play football ever again and you're gonna see him off in his last moment playing college football by booing him. Don't do that because you never truly know. Not worth booing any any direct person. Uh, but if the call is bad, boo. I, 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 don't, I don't care what the yell leader said. Hissing's dumb. I think we all kind of agree on that, for, except for maybe a few. Um, but boo the heck out of them. But If I could chime in really quick. Hissing is the worst tradition that we have. I think you nailed Absolutely. that. Uh, it, for a school that has so many great ones – 
there's bound to be some ones that are kind of kind of eh. And uh, I think I think hissing sucks. It's lame. Uh, we need to boo. Booing is intimidating and cool. And hissing is lame. Yeah, I so mean, that's I mean, all I've got to say about if that. you want the like, if you want to be loud in Kyle Field, you don't be loud by going. Nobody can hear you do that. You probably couldn't even hear me do it just now. My mic probably didn't pick it up. But you want to be loud, you go, boo. That, that's how you be loud. Um, and, and so um, – and, and I say that because I've been on the sideline. I've been on the sideline to a whole bunch of different SEC stadiums. As, lo- as much as we like to beat our own chest and say Kyle Field is the best pay- and loudest place to play and all that, the reality is no, it's not. Um, you go to Ole Miss, they're blaring music during TV timeouts. I mean, blaring to where you can't hear anything. You go to Mississippi State, you will leave deaf from all of those stupid, um, you know, whatever you call it, cowbells. Cow and, and Kyle Field, you know, we get a TV timeout. That's whenever they're strategizing for what they're about to do to try to win the game or whatever. And we just go silent and let the band play. Johnny comes marching home. And and then we just wait for them to line back up. Well, by then, they already know what they're going to do. So you're not going to affect their communication if we're not yelling the entire time that, uh, of the TV timeout, which is pretty hard to do. So that's, a, that's another part of this rant is, DJ, please, dear God, fix the base system at Texas A&M. That'll be rant of the week next week or the following week. I'll, I'll make that rant its own rant because – God, our base system sucks, but do not, do not, please, dear God, chant obscenities every time there's a flag on the field. That's my rant. Um, I know people's, I've, I've seen tons of replies on both Texags, Twitter, whatever, of people saying, oh, well, Jimbo probably, he's cussing at the players or the refs or whatever. Okay, great. Can you hear him on ESPN? You know, you're when we're on there and you can hear our fan base chanting multiple times throughout the game, bullshit, you know, that looks terrible on us. We're not trying to be LSU or Tech or some of these other programs that are known for having fans that will cuss you out or try to get in a fight with you or throw batteries at you or whatever. We want to be known – as, as respectable people, you know, and, and that, that's the only thing I'm not saying that I'm holier than thou and that I don't cuss cause I definitely do, but out of respect for people that might not, that are A&M fans and are there to enjoy the game there with their families, whatever, uh, you're not going to catch me doing that unless we fumble the ball out of the end zone going against number two Clemson. And we have a terrible call, uh, and we're that mad and filled with rage because it, it ruins our season you know, keeps us out of the playoff, whatever. Okay, then I might be there with you doing it. But six or seven times during a game against Kent State that we won handedly, grow up. You know, grow up. That, yeah. That's that's all I have to say. That's my rant. I'm sure nobody really cares what I think, but I now have a platform that I can voice my opinion that isn't Facebook and Twitter. So I'm going to take advantage of that. <laughs> yep. if, if you also want to voice your opinion, uh, start a podcast. Yep. <laughs> Ditto. Ditto. I, I couldn't have said it any better myself. Um, I think we can all agree that hissing is dumb and booing is the way to go and agree that chanting what rhymes with, with push it, mm-hmm. uh, that's not fooling anybody. 
Um, yeah, I almost feel bad not, that I said it, said it on our podcast just because I'm sure like my grandma's <laughs> listening to it like Chase, you know, and and you know that's that's the thing. That's that's what I'm saying is I mean just out of respect for other people, um, it may not be your belief system, but it might be theirs. We're Aggies. Let's let's live by that that the R in relish, right? Respect. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, it was it was Bush League. Uh, say if you're going to do it, like you said, save it for the 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 real bad call that like ruins your whole year. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. If you're going to do it, you should save it for that one. And hopefully that. Doesn't and I happen. think I'm as passionate about it as I am because I brought my father-in-law there, and and he doesn't cuss, and he's 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 a very good Christian man, all that. And and so it was kind of embarrassing to me because it was his first Aggie game to go to with me. And he was really excited. It was a birthday gift and all that. And we're sitting right next to the student section and, and hearing that. And I, I just kind of was embarrassed, you know, and I don't want to be embarrassed yeah. of my university that I love so much. So, so I only mention it because I don't want it to catch on. I don't want it to come, become a thing like, oh, we're going to do it because they told us that we should hiss. No, just boo. Just please boo. Don't, don't go that far. Don't <laughs> take it too far. Let's just all boo and be in agreement together that hissing's dumb. So let's get on yeah. to the actual um, uh, review of the game. Um, so let's go. Tell us what you thought, Will. So I'll I'll condense my my points I made last night on uh, on, the, on the lost tapes, mm-hmm. but. Um, I was encouraged. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, I was encouraged. I think that's the the best word for, uh, to use in this in this scenario. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we saw a lot of really promising and and good things, and uh, some things that uh, need to be fixed, but are easily fixable. I yeah. think so. Um, I'll start with with Haynes King, the, the QB one. Um, I, I was I was super impressed with him, and I know you look at the stat line and you see three picks and. Uh, this, that, and the other. But if you if you go watch the game, then you see that you know a couple of those were kind of batted up in the air and just fell right into the belly of uh, Kent State defenders. And really, just one of them was like a really really bad decision. Um, and to to kind of finish up with the rest of his like his negatives for the night, um, there were a few throws where he just kind of airmailed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you, it's one of those throws where you're like, oh, like who's that going to? But it happened like twice. And the, the good, the good was so good that I, I, I can overlook that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, now, if he, if he goes out against Colorado and throws three picks, then we have a problem because yeah. that's a, that's a trend, but I think that will be an outlier. And um, just his, he, he's a, he's a quarterback you, you like rooting for, mm-hmm. like the way he plays, he's, he's so confident. Um, he's, he, he knows what he's doing. He, he makes quick decisions. Uh, and most of all, he he was pretty accurate with the football. Yeah. Um. His his ball placement on a lot of those, even those shorter throws, like he's putting the ball out in front of the receiver so they can run and carry them their momentum into the ball and not have to you know stop or readjust or reach back and um, little things like that can turn an eight yard gain into a thirty yard gain and like I think I thought that was impressive. Um. And then the deep ball, like we. Uh, I think I, I said this last night, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it again because nobody's going to hear that one. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, the, 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 the true stat guy on Twitter, not 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 at Willstone CFB, but uh, at SEC underscore uh, StatCat um, does does tr- just outstanding work on on uh, compiling all stats from all the SEC teams every week, and he he showed 
Haynes Kings is a, a passing chart of like where the ball was like, like where he was throwing the ball on the field and uh, looks night and day different from last year. Like you're seeing, you're seeing us take deep shots. Uh, you're seeing us, you know, uh, throw in, in the middle of the field and uh, even throw deep on the outside of the field. And the one, the one actual stat that I will use is a, uh, is a dot, which is average depth of target, uh, which is like how far down the field, uh, Haynes's a- average pass is going um, was 12.2, which was the highest in the conference this weekend. Uh, I think Kellen Mon averaged 9.5 last year, um, and not a knock on Kellen. Like he didn't have Caleb Chapman for most of the year, and hopefully Haynes does. But I think it was something that they uh, intentionally wanted to come out there and do. You heard Jimbo in the press conference. We came here to sling it, mm-hmm. and they slung it. Well, and and so that's that's my thing. Like. There was several that he airmailed, but I think if you watch any quarterback, there's going to be at least a few that they do that. And oh, I yeah. think the only reason why we really notice that more is because there were several drops. There were several uh, – he didn't have just a, a great completion rating, um, but or I always say rating, percentage. Um, he he um, – you know, there, there, there was the three interceptions. There was things like that that, that kind of – made you notice that more, I feel like. Um, so my, my biggest impression for that was there was a lot of accuracy on his part that might not have had the touch that it needed. Um, I felt like there was, there was several times where maybe he needed to put a little bit of a softer touch on, on the ball uh, for the pass that he was making, and maybe he put a little bit too much you know, elbow grease into it. And, and so like he saw the balls popping off of people's hands or their pads. Um, I thought maybe that's either – a that the receivers need to kind of adjust to him and the way that he throws, or or B that he was just maybe a little nervous, and I'd really chalk it up to B. Uh, he, he might have you know some nerves and and just coming off a little bit hotter than he should. Um, so so it's it's like you said earlier. To me, it's it's not the hard things to to fix. It's more of the easier things to fix. I feel like. Um, yeah. because there was times where I, I thought, and this is your worry whenever you have a dual threat quarterback, is he going to be a run first quarterback? There was a couple times where he, he did a little, you know, move to get, get around a guy that had broken through the, the O line. And I thought he was about to take off running. No, he steps up in the pocket and then throws, throws a perfect, you know, route that I didn't even see developing. And, and it could have been his third or fourth you know, progression and, and, and he stayed there, he stayed at home and, and made the throw. So uh, he impressed me several different times throughout the game with that same, you know, deal that I'm like, man, yeah. like that, he really, he really knows what he's looking for. And I, I really like to see that. Um, he also yeah. showed off his that's legs an excellent, a little bit, you know? Yeah, no, that's an excellent point. Um, I'm, I'm glad you said that. Uh, he, I think people, you know, my people that don't know much about AM and uh, or much about King, like they hear that he's really fast and mobile and they think like, Oh, he's a running quarterback. Like, no, he's, he's a passer. He's a very good passer, mm-hmm. but he can, he can move around, you know, in and outside of the pocket and keep his eyes downfield and make plays and, and find the open guy. And yeah, he, he, he did a lot of that the other night. And it's, it's something you, that you love to see because it is so hard to defend sure. because he is fast yeah. and he is a threat to take off, but, uh, if, if you're sitting there waiting on him to run, he's going to throw it over your head. And that's all she wrote. So. Yeah. And, and so, um, so last thing I'll say about him 
is uh, that you know I think he I think he manned the offense really well. I think he he did a good job at that. Um, but you know there there's some questions on on um, I, don't, I don't know I, I I won't even say anything more. I'll I'll just leave it leave it at that that. Uh, I, I want to see more of him this weekend is mainly what I yeah, what I what I'm sure. gonna say. So uh Oh I forgot I forgot this. Uh he's got swag. Um, yeah, I was about to remind you the, about that because I, I, yeah. I remembered it from last <laughs> night. <laughs> yeah, it was a point that I wanted to make for sure. Uh uh King came out there, uh, of course we're in our home jerseys, but um he's rocking the the black uh undershirt, t shirt, uh and the black wrist tape on both wrists. Um, it's a pretty clean look. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I hope he sticks with that. And that's kind of like a, you know, like an every week thing for him. But, um, I, I thought it looked pretty clean. I hope that there's, a, there comes a day that we're mocking up a mannequin to replicate that. Cause that means that he is a legendary quarterback. Um, well, there, there's several <laughs> mannequins that are done up as a Johnny Manziel. Uh, we even had like yeah. a little, like, you know, rubber bracelets and stuff that we put on it to make it look like I'm so Just throwing sleeve. Yeah. All yeah. All that. So, uh, hopefully one day there's a mannequin that that is wearing a black black uh, you know base layer and and two black wrist tapes you know so um, <laughs> so I want to talk about the defense so um, you know defense in in my opinion um, the secondary did did pretty well I, I was I was happy to see with uh, several of the things that that they did um, the biggest biggest um, Red mark, in my opinion, uh, for the for the defense was I felt like our ends were um, rushing too fast. Um, it reminded me a lot of our uh, Miles Garrett Day Day tandem that we had one, once upon a time, where they recorded so many sacks and it was all well and good. But teams figured out, okay, well, you know, just wait for them to blow past the quarterback, and then the quarterback's got an open lane. Um, we saw that a bunch of times. And so what's, you know, a bunch of sacks, you know, say five sacks in a game, what's the point of getting five sacks if you're going to give 100, 100 yards on the ground to the quarterback, um, give them a first down on third, you know, and things like that. Um, so I, I'd like to see the the ends not not blow past the, the line, and I'd like to see them stay home a little bit. But I think that could be a very easy fix. I think that – might even be a conversation yeah. fix where they watch tape. They're like, "Hey, don't do this anymore," and then you, it, it no longer is a problem, you know. So um, we'll see. It, it could continue to be a problem. I don't know, um, but yeah, it was just reminiscent, like I said, of of that 2015 team, 2014 team, sometime sometime in there where we had these really really good defensive ends, um, but yet we didn't have the best run defense in in America, and that was because we were creating holes for them by getting down the field too fast. Yeah. No, I think, I think you're spot on with that. And, um, what was I going to say? Oh yeah. Like, uh, I know people see that like, Oh, we played Kent state. Like that's not a very good team. It, it actually, it kind of is <laughs> like, especially like their offense. It's, it was, uh, like they only played four games and all against, you know, pretty crappy Mac teams, but it was the, the number one offense in the country last year. Yeah. <laughs> if you just look at like, like yards per game and points per game, like they scored like 60 a game last year. We held them to 10. So, um, but they, it's, it's a very veteran team. Uh, that quarterback is very savvy. Uh, he's probably going to be drafted next year in 
the mid to later rounds, but um, they move at breakneck speed. They run a play, get right up to the ball, and run another play. And they're they they know their offense inside and out. They move around a lot, and you know it's. I think props to our secondary just for keeping up with their assignments because mm-hmm. yeah. like that's a very uh, tough offense to defend, and um, it it, w- it would have been easy for us to you know just forget about a receiver or, or like you know get confused on on who was going to cover who, and they hit us for a big play, and that really didn't happen. So um, I thought it was it was an impressive game plan by Elko, and um, all in all, uh, pretty good um, mm-hmm. on defense, and I think we'll. Will look even better against some of the other teams that we have coming up, like uh, like Colorado. But well, and so just to just to kind of you mentioned Elko, we're talking about defense. Let's let's give our our player of the week here um, that I think was the general consensus last night, uh, which is Leon O'Neill. He had a great game. Mm-hmm. Um, he he had two very important touchdowns. One of them that that prevented them from. Um, from scoring and tying up the game going in halftime. Um, and then that one is being overshadowed by his even better interception. That was a pick six and um, kind of turned the tide of, of the game, kind of woke our offense up. Uh, he woke him up, you know, and um, woke, him up. woke up the crowd. He um, just, you know, he, he, he really put on a showing uh, on Saturday. I thought he was the hands down, you know, player of the week. And uh, in my opinion, there was no doubt about it. Um, yeah. But but he, he had a really good game, really happy for that guy. Um, he's shown a lot of maturity uh, over the past year or so. And um, I'm just really, really happy to see him succeed. And and we mentioned it earlier, his post-game press conference, do yourself a favor, go listen to it. Um, if you're not already a fan of the guy, it'll make you a fan of the guy. He, he, he really... Yeah plays with a lot of passion and, and um, hard not to be a fan of him. When he, when he picked that ball off and ran all the way down the field and scored, like it, it was obvious to see by how hard his teammates were running. They're like, Hey, like you're getting in the end zone and we're going to make damn sure of it. Um, but when he, when he dove across that end zone, like in the, like, like where you and I were sitting mm-hmm. kind of, yeah. um, that that's the happiest I've been for an AM player in a long time. Like, you can't help but but be but be proud of the guy and be happy for him to to be able to make a play like that. Uh, his first game of his senior year at Caulfield, um, he's you know had some ups and downs at A and M, uh, and but he's always loved A and M, and he he will he will fight you on Twitter if you say uh, if you say something bad about A and M, and um, he's he's just very outspoken and very unabashedly himself um absolutely uh, it made me think of uh, uh of ted lasso when he's like hey do you want to be a, a lion or a panda he's like i'm me coach why don't I want to be anything else and that's that's very uh psychologically healthy yeah yeah absolutely um <laughs> well definitely a lot to be you know encouraged it was, was the word that we went with um for for how we felt about this game um a lot of things to be be encouraged about some things to keep an eye on um, but I, I do – were we as dominant and um, forceful as, say, Bama was and, and as much as I wanted to be this game? No, but I'm not disappointed. I'm not walking away mad. If anything, I feel better about it now after watching how everybody else played this past weekend. So um, it, it just it just kind of made me feel 
a little bit more confident seeing that. Um, but I'm definitely encouraged. Uh, it's a young team, but you know, there, there's, there's some exciting things ahead and, and I, I can't wait for this weekend. This weekend's going to be wonderful. Um, I'm leaving in T minus 12 hours from, um, (laughs) Dallas love field. So, um, Going to be going to be a good time in uh, Colorado. Yeah, the uh, the pearl of the West. <laughs> um, um, if if I could, I've got like three quick hitters. Um, Caleb Chapman, great to see him back. Yes, uh, he looks he looks full go. Um, offensive line, pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, big question. Big, big question mark coming in. I thought they played well. Uh, true freshman Bryce Foster at center looked good. Lane Robinson looked dominant. Um, who's my other guy? Antonio Johnson. Uh, number 27 on defense uh, was lights out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he is a contender for uh, all SEC this season and one of the best players on a loaded AM defense. Yeah, I, I uh, all three of those guys, or all guys, one of them was the offensive line, which is five guys. Um, the, uh, <laughs> Caleb Chapman was was the biggest one for me. Um, you know, prior to his breakout game in Florida or against Florida, uh, there was there were some worries for me whenever the ball was headed his way because I, I was worried would he drop it. You know, like it, it, he just he was a big play guy there for a little bit, and um, this weekend he really was very dependable and uh, was there for both short, medium, and long gains and um really happy to see him out there playing full go and and doing really well and being somebody that we can depend on aj looked great i mean fantastic he had a really good game he was in on like every play it seemed like um so uh i'm excited to watch some more of him for sure um but yeah so um want to talk buffs yeah let's talk buffs well how do you feel going Um, into uh colorado so I've got a I've got a take that I, I I won't I won't have this take very often, but for this weekend for this team this matchup, uh, A and M is going to beat the piss out of Colorado. BTPO uh, Colorado. <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. It's it's just a really really bad matchup for them. Uh, if it was. If it was at at actually at Boulder, not at the Broncos Stadium, I may feel slightly different. But even then, like they have a really young quarterback, they're not exceptionally fast. Uh, their offense kind of centers around, "Hey, we're going to run the ball right at you," and um, that's where A and M is is at its best. Like mm-hmm. we have uh, a dominant defensive line, and uh, uh, we'll get to see some more of our linebackers this weekend. But um, I think it's a really bad matchup. Uh, they're, they can try to do what we do, but just with a lot less talent. Yeah. So um, it's it's just it's just a bad matchup. That's all I can say about <laughs> it. And then on on AM's offense, like I think they like they may hold us early. Like it may be like we pull away late, but at a certain point, you know, Spiller and A Chain and uh, and Chapman and King and all those guys, like it's going to be too much for them to handle and. Uh, I, the spread is 17, 17 and a half. And I, I think we cover easy. It, it may, it may be a shutout. This is, this may be our best chance for a shutout this season outside of 
great view. This is kind of peripheral, but I do have two tickets for sale to this game. Um, so if you're listening and the game hasn't started, message me on Twitter because I probably haven't sold them because this is the first time I think I've even thought about the fact that I have two tickets that I need to get rid of. So uh, no, yeah. actually, I, th- I take the back. I thought about it this morning and put it in our group text. So I haven't done anything to try to sell them. So if you're interested and uh, need some tickets, hit me up. But um, Hey, and, and this, this is a long shot. If you're listening to this and you're going to this game and you're tailgating... Holler at your boys. Yes, please. We we need a good tailgate. Um, uh, I don't know. Baylor calls it sailgating because they're in their little sailboat. So maybe <laughs> we're mountain gating this weekend. Um, hit us up if you're mountain gating. Um, but uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So um, I'm really excited about this game uh, because even though, yes, it's, it's a bad matchup for uh, Colorado, like you said, there's still a uh, talented enough team, like they're they're more talented than Kent State, right? So I think it'll give us yeah. a better measuring stick. Um, and what I want to see from this game is I want to see some of the things that we talked about just a minute ago fixed, like just not happening. You know, like maybe yeah. the ends don't rush like they did last week. Maybe uh, King is is just throwing dimes and um, not. Not throwing them too hard, right? Um, I'm yeah. okay. I you said this earlier that if he throws three picks in this game, that you're going to be, you know, a little bit worried at that point. I actually won't be because, uh, you know, I, I said this earlier, or I said this in the Phantom episode um, that <laughs> you can't have your cake and eat it too. Um, I mentioned it back in like the quarterbacks episode or something that um, everybody wants us to throw the ball more. You know, we've spent three years with Kellen Mond of everybody saying that we don't throw the deep ball. We don't, you know, we're throwing these little short spurt passes and we have a boring offense. We come out this past week, we throw the ball, you're going to throw interceptions. That's just what happens. So you either A, take more risks and end up with more consequences, or B, you don't take risks, you play boring, and sure, you go seven or eight games without throwing a single interception or having a single sack or whatever, but <laughs> it's still boring to watch. So um, I'm okay with a few few interceptions, but I'm not calling that. I'm not saying that we will have them. I would like for us to clean that up, and I'm not saying I'm okay with it long term. I just, while we iron the kinks out of our team, I expect that we'll have higher, more interceptions than we normally have. Um, just because we got to get got to get it rolling, and that's where I think Jimbo kind of threw us into the fire last week. I think he'll probably do it again this week, where he's airing the ball out more to get us comfortable. And um, I, I I expect to see a a good showing from from the wide receivers. I really want to see um, some of those just mental mistakes cleaned up this week, and um, that's that's what I really want to glean from this this week because. It is a talented team, maybe not talented enough that I'm worried about the game. Um, maybe that's dumb of me. Maybe it's naive. I don't know. I'm not really all that tremendously worried, but um, I, I want to see us come out and, and be dominant. And And I have faith that we can. I, I, I'm encouraged by last week. I think, think we can see some of those things fixed this week. Um, we'll see on the other side if I'm saying the same thing because – if we go in and we have the same mistakes, that's a little bit – that's cause for concern to me. 
Um, but I'm kind of I'm confident that the mistakes that we had were minimal in terms of they're not that hard to fix. It's not like guys were running the wrong routes and the quarterback didn't know his progressions or that he just stood with the ball out trying to hand it off um, <laughs> while he got tackled. So um, I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so so we didn't have stuff like that. Um, we had little little errors that I think can be really easily fixed. And I want to see that yeah. this weekend. Yeah, I think I think the offense takes another step after you know getting one game under their belt, and I think we see a pretty impressive showing on both sides. Yeah, well, um, outside of A and M, what games are you excited to watch? Um, top ten Cyhawk, uh, or as the internet has dubbed it, uh, El Asico. Um, if you are not a soccer fan, there's a, a soccer game every year called El Clasico which is Barcelona and Real Madrid. But this is usually two bad teams, so they called it El Asico, uh, with emphasis on ass. But it's number nine, Iowa State, and number 10, Iowa. May have that backwards, but um, this is never a top 10 matchup. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's rare that they're, like, they're, they're even both ranked at the same time. So um, that's something to look out for. I think Iowa rolls, to be honest. That defense is fierce. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. Um I'm looking forward to um, – now where'd it go? Sorry, I'm scrolling the games of the weekend. There's really not that many good games. Oh, Oregon-Ohio State's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Obviously, like, that's, that's not a not a big call-out, but it, can I – like, is Oregon better than Minnesota? I feel like they are. Can the one, Ohio the one thing State that, turn it around a little bit? Um, we'll see. So I'm interested yeah, to see that. It, you know, what I what I hate is that is that Oregon's best player, uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, um, probably the number one pick in the draft next year, uh, elite defensive end, uh, left left the the Oregon game last week with a lower leg injury. They have not said if he's going to play or not. If he does, you have to imagine he would be limited and not at full strength which really sucks because he's a guy that can make an impact on every game, especially in a big game like this. Mm-hmm. So um, I do think it'll be a good game, uh, a good barometer for, for both these teams and see where they're at. But uh, I've, I expect at this point that Ohio State will pull it out. If they don't, then, man, that's, that's bad. That's real bad for them. Yeah, I think the, the, the game I'm most excited about, uh, th- this will be an interesting game for me. I, I really want to see how it plays out because – uh, I I don't know. There's so much uncertainty around Ohio State. They could very well drop this yeah. game. Um, yeah. I think even outside of A and M, my my favorite game of the weekend is Texas versus Arkansas. Um, I can't wait uh, to steamroll Colorado and then go watch that one at a bar. Yeah, we we finally will have a team that will both play within two weeks. Because we play them yeah. on the twenty fifth, so mm-hmm. Texas and A and M, you know, we've we've had this little cold war over the past ten years, um, and that cold war is kind of, uh, well, it, it's uh, it's not going to last much longer. But it's very rare that we have we play the same team this close together. Um, so, you know, maybe maybe you see Arkansas come out and beat Texas, and then. A&M go out and stomp Arkansas two weeks later, um, then it's going to be hard to talk trash if you're a Texas fan. 
Same time, maybe Texas comes out and beats Arkansas handedly, and then A&M comes out in two weeks and wins by a field goal, and we have to just eat crow for the rest of the season. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm, del- I'm deleting Twitter if that happens. Yeah, big, biggest matchup, of, FYI, biggest matchup of the Texas Texas A&M Cold War that I can remember, honestly. Um, yeah. This is this R. is and peace to the Cold War. Yeah, this is kind of like the um, you know the uh, Bay of Pigs of you know this this little Texas A and M Texas Cold War, right? Um, so yeah, that that game is sold out. It's in Vietnam, and <laughs> it's going to be it's going to be rowdy, raucous, uh, and elite college football environment will be had. Uh, Saturday night. Why'd you call in it Northwest Vietnam? Arkansas? I've never heard it. You've heard that? I've never heard that. Uh, but <laughs> that's that's a thing. You had Cold War on your mind. That's why. Yeah, um, you're thinking yep. about the Soviets and versus the United States. Um, yeah. Wow. But no, like it's it's going to be a good game, and yeah. uh, let's go Hogs. We pig. Really makes but, you think. Um, the last one I want to point out really quick is. Kentucky at Mizzou. Ooh. Actually, I don't know where that game is. Ooh. It's it's Kentucky and Mizzou. I don't know where they're playing, but um, that's big. That's big for uh, who's going to finish third in the SEC East and maybe second. I mean, who knows? Like uh, these are two like really solid teams, like good teams, and you know, it's a it's a very early test of you know who's going to take that next step and and be a contender in the East. Yeah, I just kind of glazed over that game, I guess, whenever I was scrolling my little ESPN app. But, yeah, um, that's a good game. I, I'm, I'm going to be watching that one. Um, yeah. That's a – I like that matchup a lot. Uh, like, those are two it's teams a, that are – that are that we're both confident in. Um, so, I, yeah. I'm really, really curious to see that one. Yeah. Um, it's a team that I bought and a team that I'm holding on. So uh, it's a win-win for me, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> what what uh, what games – what's the worst game of the weekend in your opinion? It's Pitt-Tennessee. It's not a question. Pitt-Tennessee, um, yeah. Pitt-10. Yeah. Uh, Pitt-10. I think I, <laughs> when I, we were brainstorming like kind of like on the air uh, preseason – I thought about doing a, a, a crappy game of the week, and the one I pointed out was tennis or was Pitt at Tennessee. Uh, both those are dumpster fire programs. Um, just uh, you never really know what you're going to get with either one, and um, don't don't gamble on it and don't watch it. So uh, that's that's the only advice I can give you on that one. Yeah, I think I'm going to go Vanderbilt, Colorado State. Oof. <laughs> That's just a Vanderbilt Vanderbilt continues their their track towards 0 and 12. Yeah, let's see. Is that played Yeah, that's at Colorado State. You know, we'll maybe we They're going to lose. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe we uh it's at 9 p.m. Central Time. Um what time's our game? Could we make it? Yes. Should we? No. Well, I mean, we could probably get tickets for $3. Actually, actually, by the time we get there, they might just be letting people in free. They might pay us to go. That's that's true. We we should be like, hey, we have a podcast. We could give you some good publicity. That's right. Uh, for for your for your program, <laughs> they've never had that. Neither neither one. Yeah. So um, never. Um, 
I've got a, a, a really good lock of the week really quick. I'm going to keep on keep on rolling with the Friday games. I'm locking up Coastal Carolina, uh, 26 and a half against Kansas. All right. Um, well, also Kansas stinks. Yeah, Kansas is uh, bad. So, yeah, this is what we're going to do, guys. We're uh, <laughs> we're going to go to the next play. We're not going to let the last play affect us. You know. Um, yeah. You throw a pick. You get out there. You throw it again. You know. You just you just keep going and, and forget about last play. We're going to forget about last week. Don't even remember what happened in the lock of the week. So we're going to um, come up with other locks of the week. Let's see who am I going to lock up this week. Uh, well, I don't really have. <laughs> Maybe I could have been a little bit more prepared on this, but um, hey, after after a rough start, the lock of the week is going eleven and one the rest of the season. Just so everybody knows. Uh, you know what? You know who I'm gonna lock up? Who's that? Maybe this is a. This might not be a very. Uh, Maybe not a good lock of the week, but I'm locking them up because I would take that bet. Is uh, Miami over Appalachian State? They're nine point favorite. I like that's it. a sneaky good game. Yeah, that, that'll be a good game, but I I expect Miami to cover that. I, I'm gonna lock up that yeah. cover. Like I said, that might not be a lock of the week in the sense that it's like an easy one, but I, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna lock up Miami because I think they're Good. They're just coming off of a Bama loss. I'm, I'm going to hedge just a little bit and just give some uh, general gambling advice for this weekend. Um, go hit that Iowa money line. Uh, Iowa State is a three and a half point favorite over Iowa. Um, I think I think Iowa rolls. So yeah, I'm, I'd be all over that one. Yeah, I'll give a little bit of gambling advice. Don't gamble. <laughs> the future's never promised. We can't predict the future. Don't gamble, guys. It's not worth it. One gambling can cause an addiction. <laughs> you don't want that to happen. So um, leave you with that. And and I'll leave you with yeah. this inspirational quote. Once again, um, brought to you by Brian Kelly. Maybe our whole team should be executed. Well said, Brian. Well said. How about that? (laughs) Uh, Thank you all for bearing with our scheduling being all kinds of wonky, our screw-ups that are going on with with our um, recording. Um, You know, it was Labor Day. We went to the game. We're about to go to this game in 12 hours. Um, And we're combining our two episodes this week. Uh, We don't intend to continue doing this, but – uh, we didn't really have a choice. I mean, we're we're kind of up against the the wall. This was the absolute worst week for us to have a botched recording happen, and yeah. it happened. So we had to do it. We had to do it live. Yeah, we we really appreciate you guys um, bearing with us and and all of our technical difficulties that we've had over the past couple months. So um, thank you very much. And will I move we'll to Colorado? I move to adjourn. Okay, seconded. Um, see you in Colorado uh, all you good eggs out there and gig them and go Cowboys yeah.